Chief of the Republic here. Um, so today is the um, annual Town Council meeting. Um, we've got uh, an agenda item for those that don't know me. I'm Helen Hayes and I'm the current chair of Roger Town Council. And obviously we've got all of our councillors here tonight with a couple of exceptions. Um, so we've got a, sh a short agenda um, this evening. Um, so Joe, I'm just going to ask: Are there any apologies from absence for any of our councillors tonight? Caroline Ashton's unable to be here this evening. Um, Pauline. Pauline. Okay, thank you very much. And our next agenda item is actually public speaking time. So I'm going to ask if we have any members of the public that wish to speak this evening, or wish to ask us anything this evening. <laughs> No. Not yet. Okay. So um, next item is to consider any resolutions uh, which are written notices that have been given. And I don't believe we've had any have we Joe? Yeah, so so no written um, resolutions that we need to address. So the next item on the agenda is um, reports from other organisations. And I know we've got a couple of organisations here with us tonight. And if that's possible, um, can I introduce Mark O'Sullivan, who Hello. is the chair of our Hob Haywood Friends Group. Okay, well, uh, thanks, thanks for inviting me, Helen. Um, Hob Haywood Friends Group, it's, it's ironic that today is the fourth anniversary of the formation of the, the group. On the 23rd of May 2018, Frodham Town Council had a meeting in Castle Park House and Hob Haywood Friends Group was formed and since then we've been working towards improving the wood for its wildlife and for the people of Frodham. Um, I'll talk about what we've been doing over the past year, but um, since in those four years we've, we've, um, we've given over a thousand volunteer hours which is uh, it's quite impressive. Four years. So we've been working hard over those four years to do three things really, to improve the wood for the wildlife, to improve the wood for the visitors, and also to promote the wood as well, because of course the more people that know about the wood, like the wood, want the wood to, um, to stay there and to thrive. And so what we've been doing over the past um, year specifically, if we take the, what we've been doing for um, visitors, We've been looking at path improvements and uh, path maintenance, and we've, we've done some work on, on steps, we've, done, we've built some new steps, we've built a notice board which has maps on there and, and things you can see in the wood, and I'm sure you've seen it how many times. <laughs> I won't ask you questions about it. <laughs> um, we've, we've built a couple of barriers, but we've also um, done an awful lot of um, tree planting as well. And what we're trying to do is, build, is change uh, wooden um, fences into hedges. Okay, so that's one of the things we've been doing. For the, on the wildlife side, um, we've... Let me just consult my notes. <laughs> we've done a lot of invasive species um, removal. Uh, Hockey wood is ancient woodland. It goes back thousands of years. But unfortunately, it's not a pristine environment because of people. And so we've introduced things like sycamore and uh, fringe cups and other things as well. And one of the jobs of the, of the Friends Group is to reduce the invasive species. Um, we've also, we have a rare butterfly species there called White Letter Hair Street. We planted a uh, disease-resistant elm to help that uh, thrive as well. Um, and 
comments. We, we've done things with bracket and brand and removal as well. So hopefully, oh, and we um, we're going to do a wild a wildflower meadow as well. Very early days, takes a long time, but we've seen over 20 species of butterfly in that which used to be a farmer's field. So. So that's the sort of thing we're doing for, for wildlife. And on this, the social media front, we have a Facebook page. There's over 800 members of the Facebook page. We have quite a large website as well. And the Facebook page is active because um, we post all the time about sightings in the wood and uh, you know what's happening, that sort of thing. And uh, we take photos of, of what we've seen and when something exciting happens, we shout. Um, so, so that was very, very active, and um, it, it helps, I think, people to know what's going on, and to know, for example, there's woodpeckers breeding in the wood at the moment, and if you go down there, you might hear the, the juvenile, etc. We've also, uh, we did a, um, a walk on behalf of Project Festival Walks, we, we did a guided walk around there, and uh, we've done a couple of talks, um, one to the uh, Rotary Club in September, and another one I can't quite remember. Um, so, what we're trying to do there is promote the woods so that uh, more people get involved. And obviously, the more volunteers we have, the better. Um, if we look forward to next year, this year, sorry, what we're doing this year, uh, we're going to carry on with our, our tree plants and our invasive species removal. Um, we've also got. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. We've, we've got a stall at uh, the big green week in, in October, uh, which again, we're hoping to. Uh, to get some, some more interest into the group. We'll be producing a calendar again um, uh, to raise money for the group. And just recently, um, thank you to the Amenities Committee, we've had approval to um, put together a bat monitoring programme. And that involves putting bat boxes in, in, in the wood, and which will boost the number of roost sites, hopefully increase the number of bats that are, are living there, and we'll be able to have um, open days where our uh, um, bat handler, because we have one, tame bat handler, and he will take the boxes down, open them up for the, for the people to actually see what bats we have uh, living in the wood, which I'm really looking forward. I don't know about anybody else, but I'm really looking forward to So that's the sort of thing that we've been doing. It's the sort of thing that we're, we're going to carry on doing, again, as I say, to improve the wood for the visitors, for wildlife, and to promote the wood uh, so that as many people as possible can enjoy it. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Does anyone have any questions for Mark? Are they bats or all bats? Sorry? Are they bats or all bats? <laughs> 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 um, or are you a cricket bat? <laughs> 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 um, if, I, if I can say, I use that uh, wood a lot. I walk my dogs down there and it's gorgeous. It and, and thank yeah. you very much. Um, all for um, flowers, especially for wild garlic at the moment, uh, is absolutely beautiful. Yeah. It makes me even prouder to live where I am. So thanks so much for your effort. You've got a schnauzer, I'm sure. I have got a schnauzer. Yeah, I've got a question. We, we recently had our climate working group mm -hmm. and we were actually talking about the potential of putting back boxes in other locations in Fratton. So if you're bat handling specialist is um, prepared to potentially work beyond Hotley, would we be interested? I'm sure, his name's Tom Kenwright, and he's, a, he's an ecologist, Tom. but his real passion is bats. Okay, um, And he's offered his time for Hotley free of, free of charge. 
because he really is passionate about bats. So if there's other areas where um, you know we could do something like that, I think he would consider it. Would you like me to give you his contact details? Yes, that would be fantastic if you could. Right, I'll send that through to you. Going to make a comment, an observation. Adam and I go running around Hopperhaywood quite a bit. We're constantly bumping into Mark. We're tricking. Regularly asking what's going on, and he's a font of knowledge. It's fantastic to be able to actually pick up on that, what's going on, and it's loads going on down there. I mean, primarily birds, of course, but there's fungi, flowers, you know, you know. There's so much He's the fun guy. So if you do go walking through the wood, I probably will stop you talk to you whether you want to. <laughs> right. Fantastic. Okay. Thank you very much, Martin. On behalf of Project Town Council, thank you so much mm -hmm. for, for the work thank that you. you do in the woods. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, Lynn. Can I just say how fantastic it is? Because I didn't uh, stalk you on social media. Oh, right. <laughs> so I will attest to your communication skills. But how many of our local schools and the kids been down in the woods? I mean, I think um, Overton were down there they last were. week. Yeah, that's right. Were they having such a high old time? And it's so great to see the kids engaging. Proactively with nature. If I mean, I'm assuming you're plugged into Cheshire West on the wildflowers. Um, I'm aware of it, and I'm really keen on the the, the wildflower initiative. I've got. I've got not got anything to do with it. Okay, so if you if you want any assistance, help, supplies, anything like that, you know, there's there's a, there's, there's money around to help you. If if there's anybody with land, um, you know, lots of lots of help and support. And particularly on bats, we have a wealth of expertise locally. Um, I personally know a couple of um, kids who've gone on to do biology and ecology, lo local, local students who have bat counted and things like that. But we've obviously got a lot of residual expertise through what Peel have done with the, um, with the wind farm. Oh, of course. Yeah. So they've got all sorts of tie-up with um, Chester University, uh, not Chester University, Chester Zoo, yeah. and who hasn't been in the, in the big bat tent there, because that really is ah, something else. So if, if you need any of those sort of local connections, just sing out or ask Caroline, she knows where to find me. Okay. Thank, thank you, thank you. Cool. Um, now we were due to have the WI here tonight, but they're not here at the moment. So can I just ask, is there any, any more community groups or community associations that Wish to speak here? No. So um, I'm going to Neil. I'm going to ask you because I know you said that you prefer to do your report in this meeting, uh, and then you can take questions. Is that correct? No, normally the report would be part of the normal meeting yeah. rather than. Okay. So, yeah. so I can take I can take questions now. That's fine. Some good questions. We've got time. Yeah. 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 Have we got any specific questions for Vanessa? Neil's our, our local. CSO. No, we've got a report in our next uh, next meeting, which yes. is Neil's report, which yes. we can we can ask. Obviously, the councils have already read that, that they can ask questions of. But just while you were here, I didn't know if members of the public wanted to, to ask you. So do you want to introduce yourself? No, <coughs> I, I'm Gareth Wigley, the Area Commander and Superintendent for Cheshire Police. Okay. And I have the responsibility for Cheshire West and Chester. Um, and all I would say is, if you ask me a question. That's <laughs> 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 pretty much how it will work. But I'm here um, to support and to support and show strength for everything that's going on, and also to offer that support to Neil as well, to the, you know, the valuable job that Neil's doing, um, to be supported by the people who often aren't seen 
than me, especially not in Fodshire. <laughs> I don't even know this place exists. Shame. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 100% happy to be asked any questions at all about anything to do with uh, policing. But as I said, it's likely to be as local based, it's more likely to be me that answers as opposed to myself. Uh, I've obviously covered the whole of Cheshire, Western Chester. So, 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 so you're responsible for crime. Being your being your big bosses here tonight, and I'd just like to say what I said I think at the last meeting saying I just really appreciated how much you do for community and particularly I know you, you do tons in the schools as well. So we're very, very pleased to have you here. Thank, Thank you very much. That's much appreciated. Yeah. I'll pay you later. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, so I was just going to say, whatever you do, just leaving me. Yeah. Not function without me. Honestly, I said, we, we had a conversation before and I was saying that in my eyes, this is just my eyes, maybe you know, no, 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 he's a legend. <laughs> when we were talking about the UPCSOs, if we could have all of our PCSOs across all of the forts, not just Cheshire West, but in Neil's model, we'd be we'd be mm -hmm. lucky. So I am I am well aware of the work that Neil does and how well it's received. Obviously, it's good. Excellent. So, so if I could just follow up with a quick question for both of you. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> One, we had a very unfortunate uh, situation down at Helsby quite recently with the fire. Fire. Okay. Um, we probably all got a view about that, but you know, if you could just provide us with some reassurance, because we've got some, um, you know, sort of si similar issues, and we've also got obviously um, uh, an ancient woodland. Uh, it's been quite dry, apart from today, it was very, very rainy in North Wales. Uh, but, you know, obviously when we have a lot of um, dry conditions, uh, you know, kid, well, anybody being a bit uh, careless with fire has quite serious implications for Frodham. So, some perhaps sort of comments on that. We'd also be very grateful, sir, with your strategic hat on, if we could really pick up with our local schools as they start to welcome new parents and new families into the school before we break for the school holidays, just to do that refresh on the parents' parking charter, because a lot of meals' time is spent on those, uh, those, those tensions that exist around uh, you know, sort of neighbourhoods where we do have our more fabulous primary schools, and sometimes it all gets a bit out of hand. So, a bit of prevention on that is always very welcome. Thank you, Lee. Ian, did you raise your hand? I think all I was going to say was uh, I can actually confirm, Superintendent, that Neil's out and about uh, over the weekend. But his, his speed gun trying yes. to catch me. Like, no, no, no. He came no. around the corner and walked out.
often things are thought of as being police to solve, and, and that's because there is a crime subsequently there. But actually, the prevention work, the messaging work can happen beforehand to prevent sort of other agencies with a bit more capacity sometimes and the best people to lead on that. So for, for fire, for example, we use Cheshire Fire and Rescue Service to do that, and we're doing um, more proactive patrols of those fire resources because the impact of the fire engine pulling up uh, a parked area and getting out and the, the fire officers walking around is greater than a police car pulling up and two cops walking around and they're able to deliver the message much more effectively I think. Um, so we, what we do in partnership, it's all, all in partnership together and there's plans in, in place now after the events that took place recently to make sure that we're doing that in all the areas that we've, had, we've identified as being potential risks for that. Fantastic, but the community safety work that's done in schools is obviously led by Cheshire Police. Yes. In oh yes, sorry. So it's it's that sort of messaging to the likely perpetrators. So there's probably not many arsonists of our I age was, in this room. I was in Helsby High School last week and they had an incident involving a fire in school um. and we spoke to some pupils that were involved in that. It, it seems that there's a, a TikTok thing going around at the moment in relation to fires, so we are aware of that at school and also aware of that trying to address a particular issue. Thanks, Neil. Yes. Can I ask Neil, are you still walking from one incident to another? Um, no, we've, we've got a car that's dedicated for, we have three PCSOs based out of the fire station and we, we have access to a vehicle but we're on opposite blocks, so like tonight I'm the only PCSO on for the area, so I get, I've got use of, of a vehicle, so it's a lot easier to get round. And do all our PC, whatever it is, <laughs> share three to a vehicle? Um, well, it, it varies, because um, we've only got three PCSOs based out of the production fire station at Blaken. There's, there's more PCSOs, but there'll be more vehicles. And on the whole, we are meant to be high visibility foot patrol. We, we, although it's, it's a bit more difficult because this is more of a rural location. Exactly. The car is, is essential, but then it's not a case of me just driving around. And I, I want to speak to people, so I need to be getting out of the car. And I find I'm guilty of it where I've got the vehicle and it's very easy to just drive around all the time and become lazy and then you're not actually speaking to anyone. The, the, my best days are when I'm actually walking around. There was a time when you had to go to Blaken yeah. to sign on, yeah. make your way to front. Yeah, that wasn't, that wasn't great, but that's all that's, that's all sorted. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I'm asking a question or two, while I realise it's not your responsibility, which fire engines turned out to the fire? Does anybody know? No, I don't Wouldn't know. be a problem, one, would it? Yeah. It, it, was, it wasn't the problem. It wasn't the problem. No, because I was on. So anybody know how many times that fire engine, that project was turned out this year? In the last year? No. You, you can ask. Question, 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 we get half an option at the very best event. There was a fire in Ship Street, and the fire engine came from way up country somewhere. 
they, 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 put, they could have thrown a rope around the hogs and got, got the fire engine from the fire station and taken it to Ship Street quicker than the actual fire engine turned up. I think, I think what happens is that, that, from what I can know, the volunteers uh, ring in or sign in in the morning and say they're prepared for duty. And if there isn't enough, then the fire station can't, the fire engine so can't. So why have we got a fire station? So they're not, they're not volunteers, they're on call. Yeah. So yeah. they are still... But if there isn't the enough... So we're paying for a fire station with a fire engine that, as far as I know, hasn't been used in the last 12 I would say, but as I was walking my schnauz of three or four nights ago, uh, there was a house at Top Townfield Lane whose garden shed was on fire, and I was the first on the scene, and there was three, four and four, three or four foot flames going in the sky. I went in, knocked on the door, got the two old people out who were there sat watching TV, and I phoned 999, and the fire engine came within 10 minutes. Oh, so. Where did it come from? I have no idea because I've been walk the dogs home. But for on that particular occasion, I was very impressed by a fire service. Can I just bring Lynn in? So I think you know it's a very legitimate question that you ask, sir. Um, you are perfectly entitled to write to the chief fire officer and well, ask them. I've spoken to him and it got me nowhere. Well, I think I think the model is very different now, and it's all about best response times to things rather than having huge crews sat around in very expensive resources doing very little, but the people based in Frodham do an invaluable job that the vast majority of us never see, because when they are and not... they never turn out. No, well, they turn out every day, and I can give you that guarantee, principally because, uh, you know, they do not answer as many fire calls as people would expect. A lot of what the fire service do now is in response to incidents on the roads, uh, which sadly is um, you know, a big call on their time. And when they're not actually on a 999 call, the health and wellbeing calls that the fire service are tasked with are keeping our community healthy and well. They're in people's houses doing fire safety checks, so we don't have incidents where you know people are losing their lives as they sadly have done in Frodham. They do bowel screening. They do, they do bowel screening, they do atrial fibrillation, they do things that people die of every I'll day. I'll be quite happy for them to turn out and put a fire out Well yeah I appreciate that's what I pay for, I'm not getting it. Well for, fortunately uh, we don't have that many fires in, in Frodham. We can't afford to have well, can I? If, 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 Sorry, I misunderstood because I thought the annual meeting started at six thirty and I looked at the agenda that says seven, so I've come at seven. But I've come early at seven. Okay, so I am I'm concerned that we don't have a mechanism for communicating with the town. Uh, for many years we had Fortune Life, before that we had Fortune Post, before that we had Interact, so that takes us back to nineteen sixties. Right, so every Household has always had some form of communication which is written. And that all stopped in March 2020. And since then, 
we have had no written communication. And that's a bit strange, really, because it's at a time when communication is key. Uh, so we don't know of things that are happening in the town at all. Yeah. And this compares with Helsley, which has a quarterly newsletter run by volunteers, and Norley, which have, I think, a monthly newsletter, which I can't comment on because I don't have it, and Kingsley, which I think have a monthly newsletter. So, Fudgeon, <coughs> our residents, don't have a written posters or delivered to their door or pick up as a, as a shop newsletter. So, you really, really don't know what's going on. Right? Um, obviously, the History Society are interested in recording what's <coughs> going on. This is more about, I can, <coughs> as a WI person, I can speak that, say that members of our society, um, there, are, there are three who are not online, so obviously they have no idea what's going on. But of our 50 members, probably only 10 are interested in Facebook and use it. Right, so all the stuff I put out on Facebook, which comes from National and <coughs> Cheshire, they don't see any of that, and that is an issue for WI. Right? But um, they're just a microcosm of people in the town, and there are lots of other people like that who say, what, what? I don't know. What? Is something happening in the park? I don't know anything about that. Because they don't, they're not on in Frodsham. They're not on Chester Frodsham Facebook. They're not on Frodsham Town Council Facebook. They're not on any of the other Facebook groups. And we, as a town, need to communicate with our citizens. <coughs> it's really important. It's a way of building <coughs> citizenship so that, you know, people have a feel for what's going on. They can join in things. They can sign up for things. They can say, isn't it great that young lad went to the palace last week? You know, isn't it great those people were, you know, have been put forward for national awards? Or isn't it sad that that gentleman who did so much for production, who was a keen walker, that he suddenly died? All these sorts of things, some of that's being recorded. So people don't know, and they, don't, and they aren't aware of expansion plans like Hotels or anything like that. It's so just like, we're in a... We're in a way of no communication. If you're not online, you so, know nothing. So can I ask you, is that, is that an ask that you would like us as a council to look at, to look into, to see yeah. whether we can support a, a written publication of some description yeah. um, that will allow residents of Frodham to, to know what's going on from a written perspective? Yeah, I think yeah. we do need to make sure yeah. that everybody is in contact. We used to. Town Council used to take an advert of one to two pages in the Prussian Life. That ran for several years and okay. it was a great way of finding out what the Town Council had in mind. But, okay. you know, well, uh, I think we can take that. There's no way of knowing until I. It's a great opportunity for young journalists to report what's happening. Okay. Well, but I would really ask to take that forward. Yeah, we can, we can discuss that. Probably not discuss it at tonight's meeting if we need an agenda item, but um, we'll take that forward and see what ideas we can Thank do you. about the, the young, young journalists. So. Well, well, well said. Thank you. I support you on that, look. This council's publishing nothing. Great. Publish no, nothing. Thank you very much. The other thing, I know that Vivian thinks it starts yeah. at 7, but Vivian has, a, uh, we were discussing it earlier, is the town council planning to do a reception for the Ukrainians who are now living in Frodsham? Would they consider doing one? Yeah, absolutely. We've got, um, uh, I think there's ten women, there's about five children, and there's going to be another family meeting in tomorrow, I think. It would be lovely if the town council considered doing that. I know there's something going on every week at the Methodist Church. They're doing a coffee morning. But 
Yeah. 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 Y
I'm sure I'm shaking your head. Well, the published, I can't do any more than publish those documents. It's a legal requirement for a fully compliant that they're published here. So I'd rather, I'd rather think of our carbon footprint chair and not be printing out needless copies of It's not an excuse at all. If you, if you want the information, it's readily available for you to go and find or to request from the clerk. If, if you want the information, you can shake your head. Be right. heard be heard can you give the gentleman a copy of it? Okay. It's there, you can present it to him straight away for him to... It should be on the seat so that everybody can see it. I'm just Why? Why not? Why not? Well, then we haven't actually. Well, I mean, last year when we, um, we were found to have broken our financial regulations, but this year we haven't. So this council has nothing to hide at all. When previous councils have broken financial regulations, but not this one. So we, we absolutely have nothing to hide at all. Okay. Thank you very much. We've got a copy of that for your attention thank this you. evening. Okay, thank you. Um, do we have any other members of the public? Mr Parkin. Um, good, good evening. Thank you very much for uh, allowing me the opportunity to speak. Um, as you know, 12 months ago, I made an address to the council about the 2020-2021 year. Um, made some observations about what had come in that year. Uh, looking forward into the 2021-22 year that we've just had, all I can say is that the council has discharged their commitment to the community as well as they could do. There's been no uh, squabbling, breach of financial regulations that we just have highlighted, there's been no bullying, there's been no criticism that the public really should come and in, intercede in to correct as happened prior to that. It's good to see that there's two new councillors that have joined uh, and I hope that the environment that has been fought and won for both of you and any others that come is not anything other than welcoming. Uh, some of the actions that happened still have not been fully resolved, but uh, they have been addressed. So it hasn't been ignored. The public have taken some, some, some input to that. Uh, on my personal behalf, I've got to thank all of you for your commitment for the last 12 months, for the way the council ran. Uh, I'd also like to extend my thanks to Superintendent Wrigley, uh, who has assisted in looking at the issues that were raised during the previous tenure. Um, and on that basis, I hope that the new councillor who is looking to be co-opted uh, is successful, integrates well. Um, I hope that you all have a really good year. And in line with what you've currently done, which is to involve the public more, rather than playing process, policy, and basic, downright, what can you say, stifling everything, the town council has actually started to open up to the community and allow them to be involved in their town. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you very much, Ms. Parkin. Yes, yeah. Um, could I ask um, for clarification, really? I was speaking to um, somebody today um, who had been letter-picking around the library and the leisure centre, and he told me that the library and the leisure centre area are no longer being picked by Cheshire West, and that area is now regarded as private land. Um, given that there's still uncertainty about the future of the library and the leisure centre and that's all still under consideration, 
do you have any knowledge as to whether that's the case and why that area shouldn't be being mitigated? Right. 
that doesn't actually need to be on there, but uh, I'll clarify that. Thank you, Patrick. Okay, so um, agenda item six, which is the appointment to committees. Uh, so A, which is um, our amenities committee. Uh, I think uh, we've had some uh, communication between councillors um, and I'd like to propose Phil as chair of the amenities committee and Lucy as vice chair of the amenities committee. I'll second both of those. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Um, B, which is events committee. Again, um, we've got some proposals here. I'd like to propose Bernie as chair and Ian as vice chair. Second chair. <laughs> Thank you. Um, we're moving on to our planning committee. Again, I'd like to propose Bill as chair and Patrick as vice chair. Yeah. 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 Uh, a policy, process, and revenue committee. I'd like to propose Ryan as chair and Patrick as vice chair. Yes. And finally, move on to our staffing committee. So we have a de facto where I need to be part of the staffing committee as chair of the council. Um, do we have any members? I do if you want. Unless um, anybody else wants it. So we need okay. one, one other councillor. Uh, Ian? Would you uh, like to? I'd be happy to do so. Work commitments. Uh, yeah. uh, to be fair, we probably only meet once or twice a year if it's called for. Yeah. So. Well, I don't, I don't like too much work, so I'll volunteer. You can be our uh, standard reserve. <laughs> 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 we need a reserve, so that's great. So that's me, Phil, Ian, and um, Phil as reserve. Lovely. Okay. That's all of our committees. Do we need to appoint the members as well? <coughs> can we do that? Do we do that tomorrow? No. Yeah, yeah. I do, do need to do that tonight, otherwise you don't know who's between the right, members. Okay. Okay. So we need yeah. eight members of the amenities committee. We've got two. We've got two, Phil and Lucy. Two down. Um, Bernie. Bernie. Oh, Pauline said she would like to remain on amenities. Can yeah. um, we do that in Pauline's absence? She's not communicated with me, but I don't see why not. Okay. Is this amenities? This is the amenities yeah. committee, so um, Bernie. Lucy? Just to clarify, Chair, you said we need eight. Yeah. It's just a maximum of eight. Oh, yeah. sorry, maximum yeah. Are we running out of the same planning? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Anything else? Also, how are we all? 
<laughs> so, so, so oh yes, Pauline want... wants to go back on events as well. Yes, sorry, if we can have Pauline into that list. Yay! <laughs> so we have one, two, three, four, five councillors there. Bernie, Ian, Lucy, Helen, Pauline. Okay, excellent, thank you. Uh, planning committee. Do we have any people for our planning committee? Now, just to note that planning committee is going to precede our amenities committee, so it won't be on two separate days. So that might make it easier because um, these people, the people that will be on amenities, will be coming hopefully to amenities, and about half an hour before that will be planning. I'll do. So I'll stay on planning. Yeah, I'll join by as well. The same day as amenities. That's five, so that's Bill, Patrick, Bernie, Helen, and Phil. Great. Uh, Policy, Process, and Revenue Committee. Uh, I've already got Ryan and Patrick on the committee. I'll do that. We've got Bill, we've got Lucy. You put me down for that as well, please. Did you say you're in for that, Lucy? Yes, please, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, put me down as well. Bill. So we have six there, so that's Ryan, Patrick, Bill, Lucy, Helen and Bill. Great, thank you. And we've got our staffing got the staffing. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you very much. Uh, agenda item seven, which is the appointment of representatives and delegates to external organisations. So uh, we've got a number of external organisations that we um, currently support. Uh, Red Lion Bowling Club. We've not had anybody on that one for some time. Okay. Not a bowler. Okay. <laughs> uh, Protest, which is the Ince Marsh Air Quality Forum. That was previously Councillor Davis. Yeah. Any of our councillors want to go on that one for air quality? I mean, I have to excuse myself from all of them because I don't drive, so. That's fine. I've got the same problem. I know. I'm interested in it, but I don't want to overcommit myself. Okay. Well, we can check. Well, we, we can, we can lead the yeah, we these for now, and I'll be on with that. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Castle Park Trust. Again, they, these are councillors who would sit in but don't form part of the trust. Just put my name down for that one. Uh, Liverpool Airport Consultative Committee. The Cheshire Association oh, well. of Local Councils. You are our last. I'll carry on with that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, North Cheshire Rail Users Group. I think that was poorly in last time. She does use the trains a lot. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. I'll ask her. Well, she doesn't want to have to do it, by the way. Okay. okay. Uh, the uh, Wind Farm Committee Liaison. Sorry, Wind Farm Community Liaison Committee. Is that virtual or is it? I don't know. Sadly not, it's a Friday night as well. And where is that? Uh, it's usually in the Castle Park or here. We can think, we can add to it. We that on Friday nights. Frodsham, Frodsham Youth Association. I think that was Fliss last time, wasn't it? Yeah. Anybody want to? Yeah. Yeah. 
Regardless of what this gentleman to the one of the I'd be interested in it either. Just one. Which one? Just one. I, I don't mind. If he wants to go for it, let him go for it. Okay. That's, a, that's all right with him. Yeah, yeah, totally happy. That's very fine. Yeah. <laughs> Women Navigation Society. I currently do that one and I would like to keep on with it if that's okay. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Weaver and Sandstone at Cycle Forum. Come on, everyone's looking at Patrick. Well, I'm doing this for the best. Right, Patrick. Yeah, that one's fine. Excellent. I was waiting for you to say no. More than sagging nonsense. PCC Parish and Town Council meetings. I think that's probably two a year. Do you want to put me down for that one, Joe? And they're to be held at Wimsford at the headquarters. Okay. And the Brio. Yes, please. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Uh, moving on then, agenda item eight, which is the Tarbid Road Cemetery. Uh, and that's what we want to consider is moving the responsibility for the cemetery from PPNR committee to Amenities Committee. And this is to bring it in line with budgeting arrangements and the grounds maintenance SLA so that the funding for, for that item is held within the Amenities Committee. Um, so it's just moving from one committee to another. Is everybody happy to move? Yeah. Makes sense. sense. Um, I'll sense. Um, look at the terms of reference for the amenities, and that will be one of the items on yeah. amenities next time. So yeah. we include some. Okay. Thank you, Joe. Uh, next item is uh, Chair's Report 2021 22. Um, I have written a report, I'm not sure whether Joe circulated it, but I'll read it out um, and then we've got members of the public here as well. So as um, Chair for 2021-22, um, I'd like to say it's been my pleasure to lead the Council um, with active support from my fellow councillors, members of the community and the team led by Joe, our town clerk. In the last 12 months, it's my opinion that Frodsham Town Council has been able to refresh, refocus and recover its reputation. Mm. Refresh. The office team now comprises a new administrative assistant, Lindy, who joined in July 21 and she's made a significant contribution to the day-to-day -day running of the office. We also have a dedicated cemetery clerk, Liz, who also offers a wealth of local government experience, and Joe. Our town clerk, who is reviewing and upgrading all of our operating processes, which is not uh, a small task at all. Our town councillors, both new and existing, are bringing new ideas and suggestions to improve the experiences of children and adults living, working and visiting Frodgham. Informal working groups have been established to shape these ideas and present clearly thought out plans for us to action. We have a new borough councillor, Chris who alongside Lynn is committed to working closely with us to put Frodham on the map. Our collaboration is key to achieving our aspiration, which is making Frodham the town of choice for residents, business and visitors. Refocus. In July, Frodham and Borough Councils held an away day, um, the first, uh, the main aims of which were to focus our energies, develop wiser working strategies, ensure sustainable behaviours, clarify objectives and provide a sense of clear sense of direction. 
I believe that together we largely achieved those aims and improved our working relationships with a more collaborative approach to getting stuff done. We all came away with a renewed vigour to do more, do better and do it together. We have a long list of ideas, some easy, some harder to achieve, um, we which, which we will convert into viable projects. Right now we've got two significant projects underway, supported by all councillors. The development of Greengate's recreational green space, which is due for completion later this summer, and the creation of a memorial pathway and redevelopment of the memorial reflection space, which is due for completion this autumn. And the benches, so. <laughs> and recover. So one of the reasons I joined Frodham Town Council was to make a difference, um, hopefully a positive difference. I'm happy to say this is also something my fellow councillors have a desire to do as well. When I was proposed as, as chair last year, I accepted on the proviso that I would have the support of our councillors. And during the last 12 months, I've been grateful for their support and the support of our borough councillors. I believe we are establishing a positive team culture, creating a healthy and non-toxic environment, which makes us more productive, organised and receptive to new ideas. If we can continue to build on an environment that's positive and encourage greater collaboration, we can achieve so much more for Frodham. I hoped, I sorry, I hope our reputation improves. Sorry, I hope that as our reputation improves, uh, more councillors, more, more people will be encouraged to come forward and offer their experience, skills and abilities to achieve our aspiration to make Frodham the town of choice. I'm looking forward to the next 12 months when Frodham Town Council can really show our residents, businesses and visitors what can be achieved with good collaboration and a common desire to put Frodham first. But I'd like to thank all of our town councillors, I'd like to thank our borough councillors and I'd like to thank all of our community groups that support um, and, and make Frodham prosper. So thank you so much. And thank you as well. Thank Neil feels when he has to read his out. Well, I was going to say, from <laughs> now on, Helen, you're going to do my report. <laughs> 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 so, moving on, item number 10, um, which is our, our PSSO report, Neil's report. So, Neil, you don't have to read it out because we've all had sight of it. So, I just want to ask councillors whether they've got any uh, questions um, that they'd like to ask Neil about his, his update. <laughs> Uh, no, oh yeah, my one, the, the bike scramblers, um, I see them quite a lot, but um, I don't really know if there's anything useful I can do with it. Report it in, okay. that's what we're aging everyone, because we're building up the picture of when it's happening, because we've, we've got a team at headquarters, our uh, op scrambler team, that can actually go out and target these bikes, because I, whether I'm on foot or in a car, I can't yeah. tackle these bikes, I'll never, I'll never catch them. We've got a dedicated team in can, but they cover the whole of Cheshire. So we, I need them to be there at the right time. Yeah. So the more that the public reports it, whether it's via 101 or report it online, then yeah. that builds up the picture. My sergeant's currently looking at all the data that we've got so, so we can utilise this, this team that we've got at headquarters mm. to, to actually tackle them. They do look to the past. 
passing small packages to each other. I'm sure they are. That's hard to think what that might be, but uh, yeah, that's what we so, believe. And now I had a conversation with you on Saturday, Neil, and I, was, I wasn't aware that if they weren't wearing a helmet, you couldn't pursue them. No, no, you can't. That just seems crazy. It's, yeah. it's Isn't it the law mm. that they have to wear a helmet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're modified e-bikes, they're not e-bikes, are they? They, they are modified. Because e-bikes are limited, aren't they? Yeah. And you have to put the pedal assist. Yeah. These are essentially like motorbikes as well, which it's I think is I think it's an important clarification to make. But it's not just them, there are off-road bikes yeah. as well. Yeah. There's yeah. A, a, a mixture of... There's a lot going up and down Ashton yeah. Yeah. at the moment. Yeah. So the more that people have brought it in, the better picture we've got overall of where it's happening, when it's happening, and then we can target them with our specialist team, because that's one area that I, I've never ridden a bike in my life anyway, but I can't, I can't pursue them anyway, so that's not that's out of my remit. And to give Neil the support, that sort of the tasking process for the force is that it would be done on a local level, as in Neil identifies if there's a problem with these fixing, it would then go into Chester's uh, problem for the local policing unit, and then it, get raised, it gets raised to me uh, for an area tasking, where we look at issues, repeat uh, victims, offenders, locations, whatever the, the crimes are, and then if we can resolve it with the resources that we've got within the western area, then I'll move the resources around and we'll do it that way. With things like this, we don't have the resource in the western area, so I then take it to our force tasking, say we've got a problem there, we need that resource on this day and time, but we need to be precise with it. We can't just say we need the scrambler team to come every day because we just don't have that capacity. So the more we can focus it, and Neil's quite right, the, the more reporting that we have, the better our targeting can be. And then we quite often out and about on Ship Street and Ashton Drive when I'm walking home from the council meeting. So I think, I think one of the messages that everybody can take out to whatever network is just get everybody to report you can report online you can report through 111 you can you know just report it because unfortunately we're a very data driven yeah yeah and is that the same for drug dealing yes everything unfortunately a lot of people will report it to me and it's almost it's almost lost because although I've got that information and I can put intelligence reports in, nothing's logged officially. So you know the, the superintendent won't actually see that, won't be privy to that information. Right. So I mean there's open so, in broad daylight drug dealing on Ashton Drive that yeah, I've so, witnessed quite a so lot. So that that's yeah, that should be reported. That's yeah, definitely. Right. But you can do it anonymously. As well, and well, I'm not bothered about it, but I'm just saying. Crime stoppers are phenomenal. I think people don't think that crime yeah. stoppers are as effective as they are, but the amount of stuff we get through for crime stoppers that we act upon yeah. is phenomenal. It just seems that as though they're, if, they're, if they're doing it in broad daylight in front of people that are just walking past with the dog, they just don't care because I think they think they can just do it. Because they've got away with it. Yeah. But the more we know about it, the more that we've got specific times and dates of when it's happening, we can target them. And when they're least expecting it, they're, they're sitting there now thinking, great, it's a free for all. Well, actually, yeah. it's not. And we'll hit them when they least expect it. Okay, thank you. So, one of the things that we could all promote, and I'll be guided by you, sir, here, is that there is now a mechanism on the police website for uploading your dash cam. 
yes. So if you drive past in your car with a dash cam and you see anything, need to put one on you, you can upload it onto the website. And you can get Google. <laughs> yeah, just be mindful that your dash cam is recording before that as well. <laughs> yeah, your bad driving's there. Oh, or whatever you say, some people have it and they're quite hilarious to read watch through and you know, people have been singing, swearing uh, beforehand is quite... And I would say about the drugs thing as well, and I totally agree with the reporting tools, is, is what we need for us to be able to do any action. There's a load of vulnerability with that as well, though. We, we see exploitation of children mm. in relation yeah. to that as well. So yeah. the idea is that we can, the more we know, the quicker we can get on board. I think sometimes it's the attitude as well, oh, it's only a bit of weed. Yeah, totally. You know, I think, that, I think that's what people do, do tend to think, which, it, in my opinion, it's still drugs. One quick question. Mm -hmm. um, we can actually the traffic related issues. I've had some residents email about speeding on Bridge Lane. Are you we know council council yeah, yeah, as a yesterday, yeah. So that would be one of the areas that we target on that week of action as well. I've already done these. Can I just say, if no one else has got a question, I just wanted to thank the Town Council again for their support. Because throughout the years, I know obviously members change and that, but I've always been very well supported and that's continued over the last 12 months. So thank you all for your support. Thank you, thank you. Well, thank you for all your hard work. Anything we can do for you. Yeah. And we've just noted, I've just made a note of, in my diary anyway, of your ward walks. So I just yes. want yeah. our yeah. bridge councillors yeah. to, to join. They are flexible if, the if people can't make it, I'll try and, but I'll try to fit it in with what I'm actually working. Yeah. So uh, that'd be great if no. more people it, It's great that you do them, so we'll be joining on those. Good point. Thank you. Thank you, Neil. Great to meet you. Yeah, unless you want to I'm going to ask you to ask you to ask you to ask you Item 11, uh, which is uh, Cheshire West and Chester Council. I know we've got uh, Council in Raleigh with us this evening. I'm afraid it's verbal. That's fine. Uh, just, hi. yeah, we can just. Yes, okay. Um, uh, been, been quite a busy year post pandemic, uh, so quite a lot uh, happening. Um, uh, the good news is uh, the Sandstone Ridge uh, area of outstanding national beauty. We didn't necessarily need to be told that, but it's now. Official. It's been quite a journey since we created a, a, a unique landscape, uh, landscape, landscape uh, characteristic profile for it, and it's finally uh, got its acknowledgement. Uh, I think we can all be uh, rightly uh, encouraged and pleased that Projum has uh, officially the most desirable and in-demand rural location in the country, thanks to uh, Right Move. You can only see how. Wicked property is flying out of the door, so it behoves us all to be the the council that uh, you know is is well be, behind such a fantastic area with so much uh, going for it. Uh, we're looking forward to uh, uh, from Cheshire West perspective um, some changes to our recycling bins. Uh, we are down to be changed in the sort of end of June July time scale, so. Uh, yes, so it's uh, it's heading our way. So uh, so expect some changes there. We've had a few U-turns on things like the um, we called it the rubble tax, 
which uh, we know one of our uh, things that does blight our magnificent town is fly tipping. Um, we've seen an escalation of it um, nationally, locally we've always blighted, uh, been blighted, particularly on the marshes, which again is a unique characteristic. It's a, uh, a Ramsar site, which is very important for bird life and uh, biodiversity, and we get a lot of industrial scale. It's environmental crime rather than a bit of fly tipping. So we've, we've had a bit of a struggle um, over time to get that very joined up approach where Cheshire West, the police, the Environment Agency all come together with some very targeted approach. CCTV on Main Street has helped a little, but sadly not in the areas where um, you know, it sort of tends to take place. So we're all eyes and ears and any, uh, any in reporting that people can do when they're out and about, just report anything in on your phones if you've got them or just uh, phone them in, uh, we're gratefully received. Um, we have got new bins on the high street. Uh, I know there's been a bit of controversy over there aren't as many, mm. but they are three times the size, so we've size, so we've effectively doubled the capacity of our waste bins. Um, uh, you know, we've got fabulous work going on in the community through the the Frommels who are now out very regularly. Uh, we've got a lot of uh, residents uh, out helping them, and you can now um, uh, through the magnificent library you can borrow a book and a litter picker if you uh, want, along with a whole variety of other things through the library. So that's all very good news. Um, we have had um, uh, £110,000 spent uh, in the leisure centre, a uh, bit of a spruce up in the gym, the spinning room and the uh, changing room and men's toilets. Mm. Mm. Um, uh, sadly, we've got a half a million pound backlog of maintenance. So very much more needs to be done and must be done and we've been promised for a very long time that Frodham is top of the tree. We're not quite there yet. There is a report going to Cabinet which will outline the next steps for the Leisure Centre and uh, because that's taken a while we're hoping that there's going to be some real ambition written into that strategic review because it does impact on Saltworks as well. Brio as an operator uh, is now under uh, more direct council control uh, through the health and wellbeing agenda, so there's a little bit more um, integration there. We will continue to lobby for additional CCTV coverage across Frodham. We got the three cameras. Sadly, we didn't go far enough because the station area, um, you know, the car park there where uh, you know, it's an access into town could have done with it, Castle Park could have done with it, the area around the Le library and leisure centre and certainly down at Saltworks we could do with camera coverage. Um, the urban traffic control cameras were a huge omission because the traffic congestion through Frodham is ever increasingly worse. Uh, we have had some uh, cycle lane improvements uh, and the new cycle lane hasn't particularly helped but we do have a declared um, air quality management area, which at the moment is sort of just under the level where it should be, but that's largely down to people working from home rather than any active interventions. But the queuing traffic is uh, just not um, good for any of us. Um, on the cycle lane uh, development to Hellsby High School, we've obviously got 
Ashley here, we've had a huge amount of local support from our very passionate uh, cycle forum who sit on the Sustainable Transport Forum at Cheshire West who have largely driven that project. Um, the government funding on the back of the COVID recovery has financed that and I know Joe has raised some concerns in the past about what's happened to the Golden Mile. Cheshire West has made a commitment to reinstate uh, the Golden Mile but I am lobbying them quite hard for them to consider wildflower meadows along that. Uh, from a personal point of view, I've asked for a poppy corridor as part of that because Frodham is the second only town in England to have declared the freedom of the town to the Royal British Legion. And I really, really, really you know, urge us all to step up our ambitions to reinforce that military covenant that we made many moons ago because we do nothing to celebrate very much um, the um, act of remembrance around Poppy Day and we could do more. There are towns quite close to us that do more than we do and I think it would behoove us all to, to do a little bit more on that. Uh, from a health and wellbeing point of view, we've got quite a lot of uh, good news. Um, we've obviously had some inward investment from the NHS around the community initiatives in the Hive in Castle Park. Um, lots of activities there, lots of community-led initiatives. There are some big structural changes, I'm sure Patrick will roll his eyes, but there is potentially lots of very good news uh, coming um, for us and in terms of uh, that investment in community-based health as opposed to uh, big system change stuff. Cheshire West and Chester is part of Cheshire and Merseyside in that new configuration and we are uh, one of two areas in the whole of the United Kingdom to piloting a new blood test for early cancer detection. So being able to pick up 50 cancers before people are symptomatic is being trialled right now in um, uh, Trident Retail Park. Next it's going to uh, Warrington, we're trying very hard to get it to places like Frodham. Uh, lots of support as well around um, uh, the U uh, homes for Ukrainians, lots of very practical help, which I'm feeding through. Because I'll just say, the Cheshire Western Cheshire have been absolutely brilliant. And every time I contact them, which is about every three days, I say, you have been absolutely brilliant. Very proactive, so not just waiting for us to go, how to do this, but brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. Very, very welcome, very welcome. Uh, we have um, small pockets of grant funding, lots of uh, calls and demands on them, so if anybody uh, needs any help on the money front, we're happy to uh, try and help you as well as help ourselves. So uh, that obviously applies to uh, everybody in the Town Council too. So thank you very much. Thank you very much, Lynn. Uh, so we've got one question for Lynn. Last year, um, the History Society had the pleasure of transferring uh, um, company and he walked around the high street looking at all the historic buildings and the beautiful faded plaques and there was a discussion about renewing those notice boards with all the information in. Um, can, you, uh, can you advise us what progress has been made with replacing and updating the plaques so that we can hopefully achieve our aspiration to um, make Russian the town of choice for residents, business and visitors? Marvellous. Well, I can uh, assure you that there's been no progress through the chat you walked around with. Okay. 
um, I was I was making an unashamed pitch for cash out of a, a, a government grant that had come our way that went uh, to Northwich and to Chester, and we couldn't even get a few notice boards out of it. But we have had in the past uh, our members' budgets have. Uh, I think we we've, we've shared some of that thinking with you. Sadly, what Cheshire West came up with was um, really not befitting a town that is a destination of choice. So we we didn't go ahead with something worse than the ones that we've got now. But you know, if you are willing to uh, help us with some of the imagery and the working or the wording on that, I'm sure we can. It's a red light project. Light because they were put in. Can I ask you to yeah take yeah. that one off by? Hello. One more. Oh, sorry. Hello, thanks. Um, Lynn, about two and a half, <laughs> two and a half years ago, um, Sagan Chester was involved with uh, the, the council, particularly the Public Rights Away group, uh, to try and reduce access or control access to the marshes area, primarily to actually uh, reduce tipping. Our interest, of course, was to try and reduce access by people who were authorised to use the streets that way. Uh, to stop from being chewed up so fast, so that would help it for walkers, pedestrians, and cyclists. That's clearly COVID has got in the way. Do you think there's any chance of re-energising that process to try and get that going? Because we're talking about cameras on, on entrances, uh, notices on entrances, and potential barriers, rather like they have on the, the access to the, the separate access, the green park sections, where you control them very well. There used to be a lot of tipping over the far side. Now it's not. It's all on the front side. Any chance to? Uh, so, so yes. Um, Cheshire, Cheshire West would advise because it is, uh, you know, there is a public right of way across the marshes. Yeah. However, it's a complicated area, as we know, in terms of land ownership. We were making more traction through the new management company that's managing the wind farm now that Peel have yeah. sold that on. Uh, and they were a lot more supportive of uh, the controlled access, and particularly the cameras, because obviously the police and the council aren't funding that sort of thing. So that would, that that conversation was going through them. So uh, more more than happy to have a post-COVID crack at it again. Yeah, but it won't be a quick one. Which actually does actually mean that only authorised vehicles should be able to go on there. Should should, but should. then go on there which aren't authorised. And they're the ones appear to be doing the damage. Well, I'm sure our police colleagues can um, uh, ascertain that there's, there's, there's a lot of shortcutting from Project to Ellesmere Gore via the. I've got another couple of questions for you, Lynn. Um, yeah. yeah, just a personal observation. Um, in my opinion, I think the new things we have around Project are all, I think. It loses the character of Frodsham, which is what I consider a, a fine old town with a history. And those bins are, in my view, a modern monstrosity. Yeah, that was my okay. yeah. yeah, I'd just like to know if you set up the working group for the good shed. I think a few months ago you said you were going to set up a working group with some of the F2C councillors? Well, it wasn't specifically on the good shed, it was on a wider collaboration following the away day. Yeah. So I think that's a, a, a joint initiative on FTC and Cheshire West to get some dates in the diary for us all. I've spoken to Pat Body to move that one forward. About the good shed? Yeah. 
because we haven't got a mayor, so we'd have to think of some other type of... chairs? Yeah, you know. So to get me involved in local... Yeah, yeah, I think it would be nice to get together. Yeah, yeah. 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 y
Uh, I would really like her to be junior mayors again. Um, having seen the junior mayors in the past, it, it brings a lot to the schools and to the children in question. I, I would say for, to a child and, and to the community, I think mayor does mean something, whereas chair not so much. And I, and I think for a child to have a chain around her neck or whatever it is, special clothes and whatever, um, means something special. Whereas a, a chair, not so much. So I, I would very much like to see junior mayors adopted. I would like to see them as as mayors with with looking good. Uh, yeah, well, I just, I just well thought because we haven't got a mayor, I, do, I just thought another title might be is nice. Is it a technical problem if we don't have a No, no, I don't suppose it is really. I, I, would, I would say for the child and for the school, a mayor means something. Um, and it, it's a special. I know when I was in school, Hundred years ago, um, when the mayor came, it was it was a big, huge oh, thing. And we don't necessarily want to give actual power. I think we maybe just have to agree in principle and then discuss it yeah. at a later I'm date. Quite, maybe I'm quite happy to have um, junior mayors yeah. back again. If I think we all agree in principle. There's nothing we implement it.
Fantastic with all the staging and the sound systems, entertainment lineups and everything. Uh, we've got a first aider and a last child point. We've got the Women's Institute hat fit for a Queen competition. We've got the children's art competition. Um, cupcakes all going to all the nursing homes and the Opal. Um, yeah, it is the uncle, isn't it? Yeah. So I think everything's in place, just... Oh, we've got the bunting, yes. Yeah. This looks very nice. It does. So we just need everyone to turn up on the day and pray for good weather. Oh. <laughs> and the stage is arriving at 7am? On the Saturday. Can I speak? <laughs> yeah, no. just yeah. so, so long as the crew quarters and bosses there with, with baby bodies. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. I think it's a tremendous job. Bernie is just a cool stop. Well, I haven't really. I mean, the, the team with Bernie has done a super job. Yeah. So far. <laughs> 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 Had lots, I lots think, of support from I think it will well, be a fantastic so. event, so yeah. hoping that everyone... I do think you need to put more publicity out. I know those are really good. The little ones are very hard to read. For anybody They've gone through doors. But push with charging eyesight, that's good. I think you need, you know, you need more on Facebook, practically every other day. People are still saying to me, so what's going on? Well, I, I did leafleted all Frodsham Main Street last week and up Church Street, posters, leaflets and everything, and I am, I've just got to do Morrison's and Church and uh, Station. Um, but it's, it is quite time consuming, as you understand. So I mean, if you put this on the Jubilee What's On, there's a, a national website that you can put the code in. Oh, right. You is that what's happening? Well, so you're just in competition with well, Forest Green. Well, probably Lucy has been doing a job of getting information out on Facebook, which we echo. Yeah, I've done it today. Yeah, so we've got, got some more posts planned as well. Don't so, what was that site then? So, if you just Google on the Jubilee. Website, the official Jubilee website, it's the you know advertise your event. Brilliant. Okay, Lucy on the case. Smashing, thank you so much. Do you understand that uh, Market okay. Day might be a good place to hand them all out? Would you like to take some with you and deliver them all? If that's what it takes, Joe. I'll come with you. I'm happy to start at one end and we'll meet in the middle. Big <coughs> roll. Okay. There are there are quite a few businesses that didn't want to have posters put in their their windows, but they did take the little leaflets that were just like on the counters or you know something like that. So um, great. Thank program. you, Ben. I think these are advertising flyers, but is there a program as well? Well, uh, the program is in production. It's not complete. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Thank 
you. Okay? Yeah. So, next item, uh, item 19, the memorial pad. Okay, yeah, just a brief update really. Um, the tenders, uh, well, the tender pack went out and was returned on Thursday. Thursday, Thursday last week. Helen came into the office and uh, we opened them at the appropriate time at 12 midday. They've now gone back to the uh, coordinator uh, for, for that and she will be coming back with a report to us and I'll be arranging an extraordinary amenities committee meeting for us to appoint the contractor. We did get three quotes, um, so we've got uh, plenty of information to go on there. So it's imminent. Um, the build programme is between nine and ten weeks, so if we could instruct fairly soon, it will be definitely done for the Stone. Good. Right. Super. Yeah, we do. Can we, can we publicise the concept plan that we've got, just so that people know what's, how nice it's going to be? Can we wait until we appoint and then right. put it all out as one? Yeah, yep, that's fine. Okay, great. Thank you, Joe. Uh, item 20, which is the ship's lead play area, and again we've got an update from Joe. Right. Yes, we have an update. I had um, a conversation with Bill earlier this week about the painfully slow painting of the railings. So I sent an email to the contractors just to say that I was very mindful that the work hadn't uh, progressed at a reasonable rate. The work began in February, was expected to take three weeks and we're now at the end of May. Um, I did get a, I also said that the council were mindful to consider whether they wish to continue with the present contractors. Um, I had an email back today from the contractors to say they can understand my frustration and they say the delay is down to steel work replacements, suppliers and subsequent produ production. I think our main issue is with the painting rather than supply. Um, so these works have now been penciled in for Wednesday and Thursday this week with a view to the works being completed by Friday. So really I need to take instruction from you. Are you happy to give them till Friday? And if that work hasn't been completed by Friday, then end. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So Friday. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, now in terms of the tenders, for Ship Street, they were they went out last week with the closing date of the 31st of May. So from the 31st of May, we should have those tenders, and then again, we'll need another extraordinary amenities committee to appoint the tender, and those tenders will go back to that project manager who will put a report forward for the amenities committee to consider. Okay. So that's both projects are moving on at pace at the moment. Good, great. That's really good news, thank you, Joe. And that brings us to the close of the meeting. So we close the meeting at one minute past eight.